Welcome to the Healthy Living Scottsdale podcast. This podcast is your one-stop shop for all things health, fitness, and nutrition, and is brought to you by the team at Legacy Personal Training. To find out more about how the team at Legacy is helping people live stronger, longer lives, go to LegacyPersonalTraining.com. Now, let's dive into today's episode. Hey, welcome back to the Healthy Living Scottsdale podcast. I'm your host, Coach Zach. I'm here with Coach Zach and Coach Brandy. What's up, guys? Hey, everybody. How we living? Living well. Good. Living well. Good. <laughs> okay. You guys are pumped for today's episode. I'm very I see. excited. All right. We got a good one for you, and it comes up um, fairly frequently. A question from our members is, how should my program change as I age? Which is a, probably a pretty relevant question that people want to know, right? So we're going to talk about that today. Um, but before we do that, we want to give a little shout out to a client of the week. So this week's client is Marie Riley, who has been with us for a number of months now, mm -hmm. maybe three or four. I know she started over the summer mm -hmm. and uh, she's seen really good results and she's just a delight. So Brandy, you work with her mostly. So I'll let you say a few kind words and then we'll rock and roll. Yeah, well, she just, she comes in with the best attitude. She's just always smiling, um, excited for her workouts, um, works really hard, um, has seen fantastic results, is really focused on her nutrition as well. And I just love her interaction with the other members here. So she's kind of taken one of our other members under her wing and is just there to offer like some additional support. Yeah. So she, she's great. She's a teacher. She's a, yes. she's a track coach, right? Like she's, you know, just has that altruistic like demeanor right she does so, yeah she does and yeah. just really like eager to learn too which yeah. i love soaks everything in awesome okay all right well she's not that old so this podcast isn't about her but <laughs> <laughs> i feel like this podcast this this episode kind of applies to everyone um to some degree even myself right so we had this conversation um zach you brought it up because a client had asked you that and we get in our office, um, we have our team meetings and we're like, okay, what are we going to do? You know, what podcast, what's our topic going to be? And it's getting harder and harder to come up with topics because we've talked about, it seems like everything, but somebody had asked you this question and you brought it up as like, Hey, this comes up quite a bit. So let's talk about that. So, um, our answer might surprise you was how should your program change as you age? And we all kind of said it shouldn't. Right. right. Um, but I think there's, it kind of does. Right. So Zach, why don't you kind of elaborate here of like what things probably should change and then what things are applied to everyone regardless of their age? Yeah. I mean, it like, it kind of, I don't know that it necessarily changes on a whole, but like there are certain things like that are more nuanced that we're like looking as far as like what results we're looking for and like what the outcome is behind why we're doing it. Um, just because like the demands and like what happens to your body as you age are different and what you have to be prepared for as you age are different. So um, you might do the same thing as somebody who's like 20 years older than you, but it might be applied differently or we might be just be doing it for a different reason, like to achieve a different result. So like largely our younger population is it, they just want to be stronger and have more muscle and things just like look that. Look good with their shirt off on the beach. Right. And yeah. of course, like ideally everybody should want to be stronger <laughs> right. and have more muscle right but um like our clients who are much older aren't coming in here with the goal of like getting jacked <laughs> like, it's right. not really the goal right so like 
it doesn't mean like it's not really about what their goal is in in certain circumstances just because we program things like for what we're looking for um but like in an older population right like i would care much more about like how they control especially like control weight but how they control the, their body on any sort of like negative eccentric portion of a rep just because like that would be your the dangerous portion of any movement outside of your nor in your normal life like falling yeah for instance right. falling okay. and like if you're like walking going downstairs and things like that if you watch somebody like who's in an advanced age like going downstairs right like they're gonna like clutch the rail or what have you and it's like every step down is really like where like the the worry comes in right mm -hmm. so like certain stuff like that the giant like um major portions of every program should be the same right like they should still try to be strong they should be able to be mobile and feel better and build muscle and all of those things and be in cardiovascular health but like it kind of like I, I wouldn't say the program needs to change but there are certainly like in the gray areas there's more room for variation just because there are certain like outcomes that are different as for an older person compared to somebody who's younger well and i think in our industry just the different types of training you know like personal training we do semi-private training um there's large group classes boot camp crossfit like all of these things like f as you age a lot of those are become higher and higher risk and lower and lower reward right sure. and and i think they're they're always high risk low reward regardless there's probably a better strategy right than a lot of those approaches to training but especially as you age it's like getting hurt is a big fear mm -hmm. of a lot of people when they get over let's say 60 years old because they're not going to recover as as quickly and they're like man if i get hurt like that's going to wipe me out for a long period of time and i may never fully recover right which is not something you typically think of when you're younger mm -hmm. it's like you'll just do whatever and you're like oh whatever i got hurt kind of you know and you just kind of work through it or, or you know what have you so um i think that's also something is like hey the the low risk higher reward activities are really you know what you want to focus focus on um as you age and zach i'm glad you mentioned cardiovascular health because we did that podcast on on cardiovascular health um and and where it fits into your program and heart disease is still the number one killer right of people and so as you age it's like maintaining your cardiovascular health is incredibly important so you almost not that you shouldn't that you should neglect strength training but the the cardiovascular health should be kind of top priority for your training program and your routine right right okay brandy we'll bring you in because you're the oldest out of <laughs> the, all I'm of us <laughs> yeah, i feel like you're all speaking to me um no it's just so important and and i agree i don't think the program itself should change regardless of age but one thing that we do with our training program is we meet people where they are. So for someone that maybe has never strength trained with, with anyone before and they're coming you know, to us for the first time and they're you know, 40 plus and they're just starting brand new in the gym, you know, we're gonna meet them where they are and you know, the movements that they're doing, the exercises that they're doing may not look exactly like what someone on the rack next to them is doing, but we're walking them through the same workout and making sure that they're exercising in a way that's going to be safe and effective um, and then they're gonna they'll progress over time but you know just being aware of you know things like 
previous injuries, joint joint pain, mobility, all of those things we're going to be watching for and just ensuring that they're moving in a way that's going to be safe for them. Yeah. And I think that, you know, I'm glad you brought up mobility because that is something that for me, as I continue to age is like the, a huge priority for me. Like I used to walk in the gym and it was like, I just wanted to get jacked, like Zach said, and I'm just (laughs) trying to lift heavy weights. And just, that was the focus of my program. And now that's still the focus of my program, obviously, but, um, (laughs) but I'm also incorporating more and more exercises that focus on range of motion and focus on improving my mobility. Um, and you know, we, we say mobility, not flexibility, they kind of go hand in hand, but they're not exactly the same. Right. So it's not like I'm spending time stretching, but I'm doing exercises that are taking my joints through a full range of motion. And I'm focusing on a, a lot more of those things because like I have noticed that you know, I'm like more stiff, Mm -hmm. right. Or I've lost some flexibility in certain areas. Right. And I, and I identify like, oh, well, this used to be a little bit of a problem for me. It keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And it's like, okay, if I don't really work hard at that, what's that going to look like by the time I'm 60? Right. right? Am I going to be able to bend over and touch my toes right? right? Right. or pick something up off the ground? So, um, I would say that, you know, as far as the, as far as the, the approach that we take, there's really not that much that changes. Um, but there are certain things that we want to prioritize or focus on more. Having a well-rounded approach is probably number one, right? As right. far as like what fitness actually means, like we could go into a whole conversation about what fitness is, but to me, like fitness is you're just prepared to do whatever it is that you need to be able to do, mm-hmm. whether that's go out and run five miles or go lift something heavy off the ground or, you know, what have you, or play, play a sport or something like that. It's well-rounded and you can just go enjoy life and not really worry about. Right. Even, even being able to, you know, pick up your kids or your grandkids or walk up a flight of stairs or down a flight of stairs without that fear of, of falling or injuring yourself. It's so important. The benefits, you know, I think the, the benefits to strength training Um, I think just even become more and more as you get older, because not only are you going to increase your muscle mass, you're going to improve your bone density, you're improving your mobility, your risk of cardiovascular disease, and so many other chronic health conditions will improve with strength training. Yeah. And I think the I mean, you look at just how often does this happen? Like somebody that's older, like much older falls breaks their hip and then they because they're not in they don't have skeletal muscle mass they don't their their weak bones are very weak like now there's atrophy they're already starting from behind the curve then if they don't have cardiovascular health now they're sitting and their breathing becomes strained and it's like eventually ends up killing them right like that's a pretty common story and it all could have most likely been prevented from them having a well-rounded like workout routine right right? um zach well like you're not that old right (laughs) so (laughs) no you're you're pretty you're pretty young so like is this is it even on your radar right now i guess of like hey i'm i'm doing i'm making an investment 
right now in my training routine for when I age, or is that not even like something that you think about at this point in your life? Um, it certainly wasn't before. Um, I wouldn't say I necessarily have specific things like for that goal, but like I, of course, like I, I want to be able to do things I can do now as, to as high of a percentage as I can as I as I age, right? So um, I, as I've started to learn more about just like longevity and health and stuff like that anyway, it has kind of shifted my focus just because like I've always done like what every like younger person who loves working out and it's just like everything is like 100% all the time. It should be as hard as possible. Yeah. And like as you learn, like you learn that that's actually pretty much the opposite of what it should be if your goal is like longevity over a long period of time. So I don't know that my stuff um, is geared for that in like particular, but it's with that in mind. Like I of course know what is required to be able to like do these like simple, seemingly simple tasks as you get older. Um, but for me, it's just like, right, as you age, I don't think it's about like changing things. It's about just like making sure you don't leave things out that you probably could get it's away with. It's a good way of putting out. it. Mm -hmm. That's a really good way of putting like it. Like our yeah. older clients, um, they don't, we don't remove things for the most part for them. We just like, it's just important to make sure that we don't remove the things that they could have gotten away with not doing when they were 30, 40 years old. Um, knowing obviously that your body degenerates and atrophies and gets seemingly worse as you get older. So it's important to understand what like atrophies the fastest, what is something that you just inherently lose more of as you get older and then making sure that you don't neglect that because I think traditionally the common thought and practice is as you get older, everything should get easier. Everything should be slower and like not as difficult and not as strenuous. And it really like doesn't make a whole lot of sense when you think about it, just because if your body is already in a more weakened state as you get older, you probably shouldn't continue to weaken your training program and the way you train. Because if you could get away with that, that would be when you're young and not weak. You could get away with not training <laughs> and making it difficult. So if we are, your body is naturally atrophying and becoming like slowly lower and lower as far as its capabilities. And we're also lowering our training and not making sure everything is the way it should, then we are like exponentially expediting the process of our losing our like common abilities and what you need. Yeah. I didn't know how that answer was going to go. So I'm glad it, I'm glad it worked out that way because <laughs> how often does a client say to you like, Oh yeah. When I was your age, I could do whatever. Right. Right. Yeah. Like we hear, all the time. we hear that all the time. And so one of the reasons I wanted to ask you that question is because it's like, you're, you're young enough that right now you probably could get away with neglecting those things, sure. but you're wise enough, you know, enough about training and longevity and that type of thing that you're paying attention to it right now. And so like, for most people out there, you know, it's like, okay, well, yeah, when you were young, you just, it, it was just by fiat, mm -hmm. the fact that you were young and you could do these things, but how often does somebody get to 50, 60, 70 years old? And they're like, man, I really wish that when I would, I would have like started doing this when I was younger. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, because like it's it's not really oriented the right way like when you're young it's not about like building an enormous like foundation to like so like if you are at your absolute peak right you absolutely eventually just drop the peak lower and lower and lower as you age and because you were so concerned with just everything being really really hard and really short like in the short term as opposed to being maybe slightly less difficult but you like 
like if we speak about like cardio, right? Instead of just every time you do cardio, you do something where your heart rate is through the roof and you're at max heart rate and it's like short and really, really hard where you feel like you accomplish more and you understood that like your aerobic base is far more important than probably any other health indicator for longevity and you like spend a significant amount of time building a huge aerobic base. Now like the point at which you're slowly deteriorating from is way, way higher mm -hmm. than it would have been from just being like, oh, well, when I was your age, right, I could do all these <laughs> things because it was just like, you could do it, so you did it, right? As opposed to just like really thinking from the long term. Because if you can do all those like awesome things when you're 25 years old and by the time you're 50, you can do nowhere near those things and you probably lost in the grand scheme of things anyway. So it is really just like understanding that you, you are probably have to sacrifice some of those things in the short term as far as like just always like feeling like you went 110% knowing that you're building like your platform to start from a way higher point. So as you slowly degenerate, like degenerate is a terrible <laughs> word for that, but as you slowly, <laughs> you're slowly like you decline, have, right? As it slowly declines a little bit as you age, which it's supposed to, it's just not you, right. You're of course at a, a better standpoint. Than you're you were. starting off from yeah. a higher level. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, so <clears throat> Let's talk about some obvious question, like some obvious things that I think our listeners would have questions about. So like how many days a week should somebody train as they age? Like, would we say it would decrease? Would we say it would increase? Like, is it just three times a week for the rest of your life? Like, is that good enough? You know, like, what do you guys think? Well, I, I think it ultimately depends on the person, but I think, you know, starting with three days a week and then, you know, maybe working to four or five days a week um, is something that someone can do, as, you know, especially as they age. Like Zach says, um, you know, you're kind of building, um, building your resilience as you go. So maybe you start with three days a week and then if you're doing great with that, then try four days a week and really just kind of build from there. Okay. And then what, like, Zach, what do those days per week look like in terms of a routine? Is it is it car, like a mixture of cardio and strength training? Is it like how many days a week should you do one versus the other? So last week I intentionally was like asking JC, one of our other coaches, like all of these questions because I wanted to hear what she would think. Not necessarily I knew the answer, but like I asked the same thing, right? If Okay, if you have like a, a new client who comes in who is older, they don't have any health issues, but they're like, oh, I used to be healthy, whatever happened, I haven't worked out for like five years and I just want to like be healthy again. Like how many times a week do you want them to train? How many times do you want them to do cardio? Like what's like the general layout? And I asked her a bunch of questions, not that I knew the answer, but like I, right, if there's nothing wrong with them and they come to you and they say that I, right, I, I'm like fully invested. Like I don't want to just do like two times a week. If let's say if they do lift four times a week then, and it's like, you're trying to be like thorough, I would say then if they do resistance training two times or four times a week, I would say at least two of them has to, it has to be, there has to be some degree of like maximal strength work. Maximal strength work doesn't mean one rep maxes. It just means stuff that is actually hard and you're training for strength. Most people say they're training for strength and they're nowhere near really like training for true strength. So as you get older, maximal strength actually doesn't atrophy all that fast. Um, so it, you don't have to touch it as frequently as you would something else. So if you're somebody who like, you, we've spent the time building that, you could touch it once a week and maintain maximal strength. So like it's not something, because it carries inherently more risk and it's more problems on the joints, like you don't, I, I wouldn't advise necessarily doing it every day or every session, unless it's in small doses. So I would say if you, let's say they're gonna resistance train four times a week, um, 
I would say at least two of them has to contain a certain significant amount, how you would dose it would kind of be different, but a significant amount of that real true like strength work because they need the strength. And is that like compound lifts? Is it like, yeah. would it be like one one maximum lower body lift and then one maximum like upper body lift or is, would it just be like a squat, right? With it's like a- I would say you have to change it. I, I'm okay. a huge proponent of unilateral movements over bilateral movements anyway especially for somebody who's older. Single arm, single leg yeah. is um, unilateral, right? I, I just don't think we okay. do many things in our life bilaterally and it's just, it to me, you get more for less, right? Like, it, especially if somebody's older and they're in a more compromised position, if I can utilize something that gives them the same amount of load on the tissue that we're looking for without as much actual physical load, then I'm gonna do it. So like, I would say it, I mean, especially for the strength work, it's gotta be compound movements for the most part. Um, you can always vary the rep scheme as the workout goes on to where it's still difficult, but maybe we're not doing true strength work. Um, they, I would tell them <laughs> if they're all in, right, and this is an ideal person, I want them to lift at least four times a week, and I want them to do cardio probably four times a week. Ideally, varying yeah, yeah. types of cardio. Oh yeah, yeah, right. So yeah. Like, I, this could, <laughs> this is why my conversation with JC was like so like long because I had a million questions because there's a million things it depends on. But I would right four times cardio. Ideally, it's it's not in the same time as they're lifting weights either. Like I want it to be all of one or all of the other, not both. Um, and at least two, probably three, actually if I'm thinking about now, if they're doing it four times, three of them should be like what I would consider zone two, which is that low all day pace that they could hold for a minimum like 45 minutes and they could hold a conversation with somebody else the whole time. Not necessarily that it's easy to hold the conversation, but they could hold the conversation just and, because. And just to clarify, they don't have to do cardio all day long. No, it, would no, just, no. it would just be for like, a, like an hour period or right, something. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. And then one of those days, of cardio, it does have to be hard cardio to get the heart rate up really, really high. Just because I think as people age, they they get afraid of that that higher to threshold. move their body quickly. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, to move the body quickly and just to like feel that tired and that exhausted because they're afraid they're going to get hurt. Um, and it doesn't mean that's like wrong, but it is important to like realize right that you you're you have to be able to stretch the heart's ability to stretch like the stroke volume as high as possible so we can pump out blood as fast as it can and recover the oxygen as fast as it can. So like one of those days has to be really, really high, a really high heart rate and really hard. Every other day I don't think needs to be super hard just because if we're training for longevity, like that's minimal amount of damage as far as it goes. Um, I also asked, I would like to see what you guys have to say too. Like I like pose the question as far as lifting weights, like would it be better for them, an older individual to be like less frequent um, sessions like throughout the week but like a longer traditional like hour 90 minute session or would you kind of like microdose it where you could have them every day or six days a week for like a 30 minute session where the intensity could be slightly higher on general and then they probably accrue more higher volume load throughout the week instead of just being like oh we're just going to come three days and then you also don't have to worry as much about accruing as much residual fatigue that uh, like occurs from session, like one really hard session, right? If you're yeah. in an older mm -hmm. advanced like age client and you don't train super regularly and you come in two times a week and it's really, really hard. You're I, gonna feel beat yeah, up. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. I don't know if it's worth it, right? Yeah. Versus if you could get them in really, really frequently, maybe it's shorter amount of time and they don't feel like they're accomplishing as much, but in the grand scheme of things, just like the cardio. Yeah, yeah and I think that's a debate for like, 
that needs that you could have inside a vacuum and outside a vacuum, right? Yeah. Just based off of somebody's lifestyle, like time frame, like mm -hmm. what what's realistic for them, and then like oh, what would be ideal in a perfect world sure. scenario, yeah. right? And how well they recovery, and, their sleep, like their nutrition, all of that factors, right? Yeah. So there's a lot of variables to that. I always tell our clients coming in because people have this this perspective of like I need to start slow, and slow in their mind means like less frequent. They're like two days a week. Right. And I'm like, okay, what are you thinking as far as two days a week? And they say, I'm thinking like, you know, Tuesday, Thursday, that's pretty common. And I'm like, okay, think about this. You're going to work out on Thursday and then we're not going to see you Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or Monday. By the time you get to your Tuesday workout after your Tuesday workout, you are going to be somewhat like, like you're going to be sore mm -hmm. every single post Tuesday workout yeah, because it's going to take so long for your body to get used to that. And I'm like, that's also not good from a momentum standpoint and routine. And so like outside of a vacuum, right? Real world scenario. I'm like, Hey, let's do, let's do four days a week. You're more frequent. It's digestible from a schedule and a routine standpoint. We've got good momentum and you're not going to be so sore because we don't have to compile so much right. into one session instead we're going to compound it over multiple sessions and get the volume in without like creating as much damage to your body and your right. tissue so that's my take on it right but yeah like if somebody could come in and do maximum strength lifts twice a week and then disperse like more range of motion training auxiliary training cardiovascular mm -hmm. training on other days um, that doesn't necessarily mean they're taking those days off. It's just the approach is a little bit different inside of vacuum. That's probably ideal. Yeah. And like, it doesn't mean like for our clients listening that that means they're not doing, they're not working out, they're not right. like doing something eight times in a week, but it does show, I, I like the goal, right. For me would be to like educate that, like it shouldn't like the way it changes, so the structure and everything shouldn't like drastically change and everything just because like we know certain parts of your body and your physiology atrophies way faster as you age and you lose it way faster and it has to be required in a training program for an advanced age person and it usually never is right so like that like you're talking about just getting them to move fast like that is something that is almost universally neglected in an older population like speed deteriorates so probably fast, the right. fastest out of all things for somebody that's older yeah right? and like right. we talk about falling which obviously would be the number one risk like it might look like it happens slowly, but like that is a fast movement that requires a quick, quick contraction of your muscles that you just don't maintain as you age if you don't touch it regularly, right? Like that is something that's like quick to react, but fast to fatigue. So if you don't do that regularly, like that, that goes away pretty quick, whether you're doing it or not. And then if you're always doing something, like, so like if we like, like the type two muscle fibers are what we're talking about specifically, there's two different types of type two muscle fibers. It doesn't really matter for this point of this conversation, but like, that the most powerful, quickest to react type of those muscle fibers, you lose the fastest. And if you don't do things, the only way to train your type two muscle fibers, is it has to be really, really heavy or really, really fast. Like those are the only two ways, there's no other choice. So if you're an older person and you're in a training program and yeah, you're scared to get hurt, so you don't lift heavy and what else do you do? You sure as hell don't lift fast. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so then, right, then when you like clip your toe on something like walking, Guess what? Like you have to be really, really fast to get that foot under you so you don't fall. Yeah. Right? Like it seems simple and silly, but the reason that happens to everybody. How many times a day do you walk and you like 
clipped your heel or whatever, and then you thought like a stair was one inch lower or higher than it was, but you catch yourself because you still have that, right? Mm -hmm. So like, as you get older, you're not gonna realize you lost it. You just gradually lose it at like everything else. So if we don't really do those things, then right, then the injuries occur because you probably are already more fragile anyway. So it's just like ensuring like, yeah, you don't have to have this thoroughly robust like training program like I ideally would like every older person to have. That would be great if that You're was You're retired. You have no excuses, right? <laughs> yeah, like, you have nothing but time. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that's what it has to look like, but it just has to make sure that those certain things are are like included and implemented just because those are like what we really care about. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't train it, you're going to lose it. Yeah, inevitably. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys, we'll leave it there. Good episode. Um, I hope you got something out of it. If you're not sure after listening to that what to do, just come see us. That's what we're here for, right? <laughs> um, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with more great stuff. Thank you so much for listening to the Healthy Living Scottsdale podcast. Do you have a question that you'd like for us to answer live on the podcast? If so, all you need to do is head over to the Apple Podcast app on your iPhone and do three simple things. First, leave us a rating and review telling me what you think of the podcast. In that review, ask anything you want related to health, fitness, or nutrition. And if you want a shout out, leave us your Instagram handle or name. That's all you have to do. Then listen to hear your questions answered live on the next Q&A episode.